I'm Dustin. I'm Sylvia. I'm Bob. And this is Movies, Movies Against, Against Time. Time. Please! This is for talking to the fugitive! You ruined Schindler's Land for all Jackie Chan movies! Boogie Nights! And Big Mama's House! This is Movies Against Time. And this week was my pick. Dustin! What movie did you pick? Well, funny you should ask, because I picked the 1993 club banger in the line of fire, starring who you might ask? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you. Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich, and Rene Russo. Dylan McDermott's not even on the title. He doesn't even get name above the title. (laughs) He's a weird one, Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Am I even saying his name right? I don't know. <laughs> Name's kind of awkward. <laughs> the name of the movie was kind of awkward, too. In the Line of Fire? No, the actor's name in the movie, the character's name. Al? Al Aldegon or some, oh, something really? like that. It was, his last name was weird. So was this the first time for you guys watching this one? No, yes. I, I saw it a long time ago. I don't watch movies like that. I was younger and didn't really appreciate it. That's what I was going to say. I, this is one that my Uncle Rob made me watch. And yeah. a lot of these that I pick are ones that he made me watch and I had no appreciation for it. <laughs> and then going back as an adult watching, I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, I'm not the kind of person that's into like police type movies. Yeah. The only thing that makes this movie Unless it's like an Malcolm action Hitch. thing, like like Bad Boys or something like that. Right. When it's like a police Unrealistic. drama, I'm not really, usually not really into it. Yeah. Any any genre that you usually probably wouldn't watch when Michael Bay makes it, we'll probably watch it. <laughs> yeah. This one, kind of like Top Gun, is the first time that the Secret Service was fully cooperative with the filmmakers. Right. That's interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, I was actually starting to look up stuff about this movie to see how accurate it was. But when I heard that, I was like, well, it's got to be fairly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went most of my life without realizing Secret Service did more than just protect the president. That that threw me in the beginning of this one when they're dealing with the counterfeiters. Yeah. I'm like, why are they dealing with that? I guess that makes they're, sense. They're though. part of the Treasury Department. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan McDermott. Yep. I think they're Al D'Andrea. Gary Cole from Office Space. He plays the boss. Well, I guess the head of protection for Traveler. They don't ever say the president's name in no, this one. Not they once. only refer to him as Traveler. Yep. Or or the president. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's stupid. <laughs> okay. No, I mean if you're literally using the exact same name like Traveler constantly, anyone that's listening in would knows it's the president. So what's secret about yeah, that? Yeah, I had a hard time with the because and, and then the agents are just using their names. Yeah. They're yeah. like, Hey Bill. Watts, Bill Watts. <laughs> what the hell? Why are you, why is he a traveler? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. You didn't even see his face for the longest time in this movie. No. Are you talking about uh, Malkovich? I'm talking about the president. Oh, yeah. Well, him too, but. I think you see him twice, maybe? The president? Yeah. And, and, and usually when we're seeing him, he's just being blue screen over. What do you call it? It was filmed over top of. He was pasted over top of Bill Clinton's. Yeah, and George Bush. Campaign run. Yeah. yeah. They just used campaign footage. There's one you'll see later on where he's standing on a platform and there's three agents, one in front, one on both sides. And then there's like a wood bamboo fence Mm -hmm. and then all the people. Yeah. They put that fence there. 
because behind that fence is all the Clinton signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just added a fence. They added everybody in. And watching it, once I got it on Blu-ray, it's it's near unnoticeable. Yeah. You still, if you're, if you're looking for it, you see it. But watching like a bad version, like when we streamed it online, and even even the one on Netflix, yeah, man, is that visible when they're doing the composite? I was watching, I was listening to the director's commentary today, and Wolfgang Peterson is the one that directed this one. He was so proud of how it looked because you knew you can't even tell. Like me telling you now is probably the first time you realize that that wasn't them; that it was pasted over there. They weren't even there. And I'm like, no, sir. I noticed that the first time yeah. I watched this. I didn't notice. You didn't notice that, like, like when it was the big wide shots, and you have Clint Eastwood in in the foreground, and he looks like he's in different lighting than the rest of the whole. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I did. Things like that don't point out at me in the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't expect that there'd be a whole lot of stuff put into this movie for special effects, but you know they spent like four million dollars. Doing just, those composites, just, yeah. Just to paste Eastwood into these old photos. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> the, the the one shot we get of Air Force One in the clouds, which looks good. It, it looks CGI, but it looks good. Yeah. $250,000 for that shot. It's yeah. literally two seconds on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. You could do it with vape smoke and a model. <laughs> yeah. I could have saved them a lot. Of yeah, <laughs> let me do it. Give me $4 million. Yeah. I'll vape on a toy plane I'll do, for I'll do you. It for two next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one opens up great. I love a movie that opens up with an action scene, and this one does that pretty much. With, with when he's yeah, on that kinda. boat with uh, uh, what is that guy's name? I just know him as Jigsaw. Oh uh, yeah, I forget that actor's name. He's not on your list in front of us. Nope. <laughs> we can just call him Jigsaw. There you go. Everyone will know what we're talking about. I want to play a game. Yeah. That guy. He's the counterfeiter he's meeting. Well, no, I guess it, it starts out with Dylan McDermott rushing through Washington, D.C. in that Grand Cherokee. Freaking Fuck, out I'm, late, I'm late. late. Yeah. yeah. What made me want to pick this one is I, I watched for the first time ever Olympus Has Fallen, oh, yeah. which is another Secret Service one. Me and Sylvia watched it together. And that one is Gerard Butler, but his partner in it is Dylan McDermott playing the same friggin' guy pretty much. Yeah. I almost think his yeah. name's Alan, that one. But in that one, he turns. He's like, I mean, spoiler, he's right. the bad guy. But he, and, and so in this one, I'm we're both waiting for him to be a shitbird. We're like, oh, this guy's going <laughs> to yeah. turn. And then, no, it turns out he just dies. But yeah, they must have done that on purpose in Olympus Has Fallen to cover up the turn. Kind of like when they, in uh, The Frighteners, when they used the mom from E.T. to cover up that she's evil. To go, oh, like, well, yeah. They won't look yeah. at her as an evil. Yeah. <laughs> He picks, he picks up Eastwood, and he just goes on that whole rant of all those excuses. Oh, man, what a day. <laughs> Wife had to go in early, so I had to bring the kid to school. And, he, and at the end, he finishes with that. And, and the kid said he wanted to move back to Chicago, and it broke my heart, Frank. Yeah. And Eastwood's just like, any more excuses? Yeah. Don't be late again. Yeah. <laughs> While he's pulling out his forty-four Magnum. That's so Eastwood. A professional would not do that. Yeah. <laughs> like That's not realistic. I feel like that had to be a throwback to the Dirty Harry. Yeah. Because the, re- the rest of the movie, they had semi-auto handguns. Yeah, it's the only time you see a right revolver. Right in the very beginning of the movie with that scene where, where they they caught him as a uh, Secret Service agent. Yeah. That's the only time you see that gun. Yeah. <laughs> so good, though. Yeah. I love everything about that scene. It plays so well. <laughs> He's like, sorry, sorry, Marty, we're late, Al says. Yeah. Oh, can you go help them in the boat real quick? Immediately, it's like, wait, why? Yeah. That don't sound right. 
Let me just separate you two guys real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Everything with those two is great before they get on the boat. Um, uh, What about that goon, though? There's there's two goons in the boat. The one with no neck? Yeah, that's holding the bag? <laughs> yeah. That guy, I don't feel like I've seen him in anything else, but man, that's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his shoulders just go up to his his neck, the base of his skull. Yeah, he's got a great look because he's huge, and he also kind of has a dopey face. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the perfect henchman guy. I don't know how he's not in more movies that I pick yeah. as a henchman. <laughs> right. He, he wants... The the counterfeiter wants Frank to kill to kill him to see if he's with him. Right, he's Secret Service, and I want to make sure you're not with him. And he kind of he's weighing the gun as yeah, he walks over. Still, to him. Still, that's kind of a hard question to ask somebody. I mean, the guys, the yeah. guy, the guy's there just to do business. I mean, right. And he even says it. I'm I'm just a businessman. <laughs> Good, pop him. Just pop him. Make me an asshole. Yeah. I thought it was crazy. There's no way anyone would take the chance in just going to his head and trying to shoot him with that. Yeah, they say it's, he I knew by the weight him. of the gun that it was empty. But then he says yeah. there might have been one bullet in it. Right, but there wouldn't have been. No, I think his idea that there wasn't any bullets in the gun was because he, if he was the Secret Service agent, he could have just pointed exactly. the gun at him. That's why I knew there wouldn't be one. Yeah. No, but he said it to him. Yeah. I think which he, stressed him that out. That was just messing with him. I guess there could have been one. Yeah. Maybe. It was still a risk either way. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Went right in his head and clicked the trigger. He didn't really hesitate. Barely. No. Barely. No. <laughs> All right. Well, click. The guy's like, yes, Frank. Let's go get omelets. You yeah. like omelets, Frank? You <laughs> <laughs> just grab my pistole. Then he goes and shoots the other two guys right away and just kills them. I would argue yeah. there was no reason for him to shoot the big guy. Yeah. I understand him shooting the guy that was sitting down because he pulled a gun out. Right. The big guy just had a bag. <laughs> yeah. No, he had a gun on a shoulder holster, didn't he? Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he was going for it. I didn't it. think, yeah, I didn't think he pulled, managed to pull it out, but he was reaching for it. Jigsaw tries the to other pull guy, the trigger. Yeah, I feel like he had the jump on him, though. Yeah. Well, he knew the, the gun way, was empty. The way, Yeah, he should have known. <laughs> <laughs> he just handed him the empty gun. Yeah. See, that's what made me think maybe there was another bullet in it since he tried <laughs> yeah. to use that one. It just, right. it just misfired. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's how you start a movie right there. This one's Wolfgang Peterson, which I, I didn't know. I, I, I thought it was like a uh, director I'd never seen, but he, apparently he directed Air Force One, Never yeah. Ending Story. I've heard of him before. Troy, Outbreak, Enemy Mine. Bunch of movies we've done, or will probably do. <laughs> <laughs> you got the funny money? Some of the stuff in this one I, I will complain about because it, it felt longer than it needed to be. You mean like how old he was? He's supposed <laughs> to be 50. Yeah, and he's 62. Yeah. <laughs> Which is impressive when you look at him hanging off that, that roof. Which I think in Secret Service, the mandatory retirement's like 52. Right, yeah. The president does, <laughs> Traveler does not want you to be geriatric and protecting him. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the bar scenes they do a lot of bar scenes. Yeah. Even he after has this to one. play the jazz. He has to play the piano. He actually does play the piano. That was him actually playing it. Really? Yeah. Well, I I read that. But they said he's a classically trained jazz pianist. I believe it. <laughs> it sounded beautiful. Yeah. In the outtakes and deleted scenes and stuff, when you watch it on the Blu-ray, there's no music when he's playing oh, the piano. Yeah. Really? So they add that in, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he can play. It's just maybe during that, they, they yeah. added that in. But yeah, when you watch it without the soundtrack, there's no music playing. He's just hitting the... 
I feel like that'd be so hard to get a feel for something without music or without sound behind. Oh, it. every time you see like a club scene or people dancing in a club or a party, there's never on. music there. Yeah. yeah, it's just people being told to dance. <clears> Otherwise, so you wouldn't weird. hear him talking. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan McDermott's a terrible Secret Service agent, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I just want to go home and uh, hug my kid and wife, and then he's getting ready to leave, and he's like, Oh, that's right, we were supposed to go check out this threat, dude. <laughs> it's not something you just forget about. He said it. He wasn't meant for it. <clears throat> yeah, that sucks. Well, he was. Just, almost... He was nearly killed twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took three tries for him. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Should have been able to go home. <laughs> after watching so many movies, you see him with that bag over his head and how freaked out he was afterwards. You just know, oh, this guy's going to die in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so Clint, or Frank, I wrote down Frank Corrigan throughout my whole notes, and it's Frank Horrigan. Right. H. Yeah. I like yours better. Corrigan? Yeah. It just reminds me of, like he's a whore guy. <laughs> whore again. I don't like it. I like yours better. He's a whore again. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently. <laughs> the movie really comes alive when Malkovich gets started. Which they, they tease him. Yeah, they don't even show him until like nearly, no. nearly halfway through the bits movie. Bits of pieces. First we see his eyes. Which, I mean, just yeah. when we saw the eyes, I started to get excited. I was like, wait a minute, is Malkovich in this one? Well, when I heard his voice, I knew exactly who yeah. it was. But I'm wondering how many people really liked him at that time that would have been like, oh, God, it's him. Good. Yeah, in 93. I'm I don't not know sure. how famous he was. He still was still kind of upcoming. I love him in everything he does. You know what? We tend to love all the actors that come from stage. Yeah. And that's him. He came from stage, whereas Clint Eastwood always was just films. Right. As I said before, Alan Rickman. Didn't really care about yeah. anyone else's acting in this. Yeah. Well, yeah, Malkovich puts on a clinic. My favorite, though, my absolute favorite is when he's across the street with the long hair. And he's oh, and he's side yes. to side. Swaying side to side. Looking all crazy. It's so good. <laughs> so he goes to investigate this threat. The landlady yeah. called up saying that she found something she was concerned over. Which that kind of sucks for this guy's story because he's like this super professional. Yeah. Never messes up. Always a step ahead, but yet left his stove on. <laughs> so that she can come find them. That's when they found the phone number under the bed, right? No. That's later. That's like two homes from now that he's in. Oh, yeah, it is. So what I was wondering was, did he forget about the stove like the day before that she called or that day? Because he's so meticulous about everything. I feel like he would have known somebody was in there beforehand if it was because he doesn't leave very much to chance. Somebody knows something, he just automatically kills them. Yeah. No, he she said that she called and it was days before anybody came. So that's <laughs> weird. He either yeah. wasn't back at his apartment or he, she really didn't touch anything where he could have because yeah, he doesn't leave people alive. So we got Frank looking through the apartment, he finds like the what would you call that wall? The the, the tribute to yeah, assassination montage or not montage? The killboard. The shrine. Yeah, yeah. The shrine. To the, the shrine thing. to killing the presidents. I realized we were going to be saying the words "killing presidents" a lot in this episode, and I feel like it's going to put us on a list. <laughs> but the movie's yeah. about assassination attempt that on the president. Happen. As I was writing my notes, I was like, "Assassinate the president," blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Wait, I can't write this. <laughs> I have to burn this notepad." <laughs> 
I'm surprised it hasn't been a band on making movies about assassinating presidents. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's something just not a lot really of people talk about. Ideas. <laughs> and what's crazy is some of the stuff would work. Like like in this movie, for instance, <clears throat> that gun, that plastic composite gun. Yeah. That's gun something works. they can make that easy was, That now. was a real thing. Yeah, yeah. That gun that they made for the movie shot. Yep. The way he snuck it in and a keychain, the bullets. The keychain, yeah, yep. with the bullets in there, that would work. Yep. They said there was a discussion with the studio about that scene, specifically the the rabbit's foot thing. Really? Like, yeah. Can we? Should we really do this? Because it's opening a whole bunch <laughs> yeah. of can of worms for people. Is it, I mean, this is something from that, that point can forward. Do. Nobody was ever allowed keychains <laughs> anywhere near the yeah. president. Wolfgang was like, "Well, I I know it would work, and that's why I wanted it in the movie because this is supposed to be realistic, and this is how it could happen." Right. Well. <laughs> It was just a new stipulation they added <laughs> afterwards. I'm wondering now if when they go through and something like that, they have maybe they have to put it in lock boxes until they leave and they get their stuff back. I feel like that would be maybe. your they yeah way out for something. I know like that. that due to some law, they actually had to destroy the gun after. Oh they, yeah, after they, they made yeah. the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was actually a functional gun. Yep, <laughs> that's why the prop guy made a plastic gun <laughs> and yeah. they had to destroy it. Well, I mean, wouldn't that just be easy now with the 3D printers? Yeah. Yeah. And it's happening. People are doing that. People do it. The only part they can't make out of plastic is the bullets themselves. But, I mean, there must be a hard enough rubber that you could probably do that with, too, now. Maybe. There might be. I don't know. Like, what do you make the windows with? It's not glass. The, what is it? The plexiglass? Mm Mm-hmm. So make it something like that because it just has to be a hard substance. That well, that's basically doesn't... plastic. Yeah. He leaves that apartment and we see, of course, Malkovich with the binoculars. There's a lot of binocular work in this one. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. Every time they do the shots through the binoculars. I love those scenes. It also makes it easier, you've got to think, to film where, as opposed to the wide shot where you have to have all the crowd and everything to have that shot of just the blackened like the circles with black all around mm-hmm. them showing yeah. us the binoculars and only showing the main star it's like obviously you could have done that now on a set somewhere for cheap right makes it easier i don't know i love those ones although they spend four million dollars to put it's so stupid that's an insane number to do what they do because we couldn't afford to hire that many extras you spent four million dollars yeah i'll always think there's something wrong with that <laughs> yeah no doubt when I first read that, I was like, this can't be. <laughs> <laughs> With computer technology, it's so easy for us to spend $4 million for a 30-second scene. Yeah, not even. So at this point, we know him as McCrawley, because that's what he he got the apartment under. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when he calls Eastwood, he calls Frank, and he's like, is this, is this Frank Horgan? Yeah. <clears throat> the Secret Service agent? At that point, you'd think something was up. But even him, he's just like, yeah, what did I win? <laughs> I don't think you should be listed as Frank Horrigan, the Secret Service yeah, agent. Yeah, really. I'm sure that <clears throat> he knows everyone that's working around the president just from doing research. Yeah. So he was, when he, I mean, technically, he was CIA before. That's yeah. right. C twelve. So whatever the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with assassins and people that are going after them. The more information you have, the more likely you won't make a mistake. So he's talking to Frank on the phone, and he basically says, we can't meet because I'm going to kill the president. He's like, oh, you can't say that, even if you don't mean it. It's a threat. It's against the law. I mean it, Frank. And then we hear the fire truck. 
He yeah. hears it over the phone, and then he starts to hear it out his window. So he realizes... Guy's right outside. Yeah, he's like, hang on, I got something on the stove. Runs out. Of course, he wasn't falling for that. Yeah, he gone. probably heard the same thing on the other end of the phone. Yep. <laughs> the phone calls in this movie. How great. <laughs> yeah. The writer met with the director, and he was like, so obviously you're probably going to want to get rid of the phone call scenes because they're not really visual. Imagine <laughs> if they got rid of the phone call scenes in this movie. That'd be horrible. They're the movie. It'd have been about yeah. a half hour shorter. <laughs> and they do. They are doing it. Those are real phone calls. Like I complained in Ruthless People, and that's a great example if you want to see how it doesn't work. In, in this movie, when, when you see Clint Eastwood talking on the phone, Malkovich is in his trailer on the other line of that phone. They are really acting together. Yeah. Same vice versa. When Malkovich is on the phone talking and you hear Eastwood over the phone, mm-hmm. Eastwood's in his trailer on the phone. Right. So it, it feels yeah, like a natural really, conversation. I don't really understand why they don't do that in movies most a of the time. A lot of times they'll have someone reading the lines to the guy and then him recording his version. Yeah. And then and, and just watch Ruthless People's phone call scenes and you'll see how that doesn't work. Yeah, it seems like it would be harder that way. Yeah. Because it's just cheaper to have one A-list celebrity on set that day to pay for. than I guess. Yeah. Well, either way, they both got to record their side of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we've seen it in movies where it doesn't work and they're doing it the dumb way. It would be more fluid of a conversation if they were actually talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And that's how they do it in this one. Yeah. We we go back to the, I guess, I don't know where they are, our secret service building. (laughs) Yeah, wherever that is. Yeah. Headquarters. We'll just call it headquarters. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to look up the name. They find out it's someone that died in two. You know, 30 years ago at the age of 11. So you obviously got a double birth certificate. It's not his name. Right. So they're calling him Booth. He called himself Booth. Yeah. Call me Booth. Why not Oswald? Because Booth had panage. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is where the movie takes a turn for the worse. Because they go into that meeting. You got Fraser's dad, the boss from office space. Yeah. And there's there's a couple more agents. And then you got Rene Russo. Right. Who he immediately calls a secretary. Yeah. And starts this whole thing with those two. Man, I'm going to say it. Sylvia, I know you agree because you were so mad. That's not needed in this movie. No. The love the love story between Frank and Lily? No. And it was awkward, too. I hated too. it. He's it was too awkward. He's fucking too old. old. He yeah. could literally have been her grandfather. Literally, she <laughs> that actress is six. like six or seven days older than... Younger. Oh, younger than six, his actual daughter. Six days younger, yep. <laughs> it doesn't work. No. There's no chemistry there. Nope. Even in the director's commentary, Wolfgang's going off about the chemistry between those two and how it really worked. And No, it didn't. No. <laughs> it just made it a longer movie. Yep. It slows it down. When we're not being threatened <clears throat> by Malkovich, or yeah. it just slows the whole fucking... It didn't, didn't, yeah. it didn't need to be there. Didn't like it. It felt awkward. Mm-hmm. It was awkward. <laughs> I think put Dylan McDermott in more of the movie. Yeah. I wonder if they did that for the older men that felt like yeah. they, they just yeah. needed to know that maybe one yeah. day this will happen. See, <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> All I have to do is wait for her to look back. I hated that line. Yeah. Just give me one look back. I've heard that line in so many movies. I wonder if this is the one it started with or no. I don't know. I feel like they don't do as much now. Just give me a look back. When they do it now, it's more comedy, not serious. Yeah. I'm making fun of him for being old, but yet 
I don't know. He does a lot of his own crap in this. Yeah, all the running alongside the car and hanging hanging from that ledge. Yeah. He did I mean yeah, there was a harness holding him you when can he was see hanging it. from that ledge, but he was still hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> when when he's hanging off that roof and, and yeah. when you when you when we see Malkovich, that's a set somewhere else. Yeah. When we see the like the camera view of him looking up, but when you're looking down at him hanging, that's him hanging off of that. Yeah. He's got a harness around his waist attached to the building somehow. Yeah. But looks great. Yeah. And he's really six stories up. <laughs> 62 years old, he actually hung there for that scene. Mm-hmm. He ran across a bunch of the rooftops. It, it was a stuntman that got thrown onto the uh, onto the fire escape. Yeah. But. When you see them <laughs> jumping over the, the spaces, those are stuntmen. But when yeah, you see him yeah. running across the roof, that's just them. Yep. He got hurt in the when they're running from the park. The phone call is right across the street, and all the yeah. agents go to the park, and we see him doing that swaying, Malkovich doing mm-hmm. the swaying, and the blonde hair, and the... It's great. I just love But that. when they're chasing after him... There's a point where Eastwood like crashes into a car and keeps running. Apparently, he got hurt real bad. They had to stop filming for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's 62 trying yeah. to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. When they were on the roof and uh, Malkovich is offering to pull him up, and he takes his gun out and points it at him. Yeah, <laughs> I love. When that When he scene. put his mouth around the barrel of the gun, that was improvised. Yep. Director said, <laughs> "Do something weird when he's pointing the gun at you." <laughs> yeah. And Malkovich. <laughs> Bites down. When you see him smile for a second, it's because the guy's laughing. It's because Clint Eastwood was yeah, laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's just unexpected. I wonder how many checks that gun had to go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well they're all got to be like that. <laughs> well, it used to not be so strict on it. Yeah, that's, that's why true. I'm wondering how many that one had to go through. <laughs> well, when did the crow come out? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> it was <laughs> after this movie. Yeah. This is '93. The crow changed a lot of laws with the with the guns yep. in in movies. So this is probably still back in the Wild West when you could just accidentally they, they shoot just a fool. use blanks instead of real bullets. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but I remember a story years and years ago about an actor who had one of the guns from a movie set and he had blanks in it, and he was at a party and got drunk and he pointed it at his head and died. Yeah, and pulled the trigger and just the concussion of the blank going off killed him. I just think about the air guns. Sometimes those things just hurt. <laughs> I bought that friggin' Deadpool gun set for me and Aries to have fun with after mm-hmm. after work. Shot that once at him. He shot it once at me, and we both realized we're not playing with these. They were not fun. Yeah. <laughs> they're like airsoft or something. No, they're like little Nerf red balls. Oh yeah, but they hurt. <laughs> they hit hard. Yeah. I think you two had some welts on you. Yeah. That meeting is the first time we get that line of, I know people, or I know things about people. Yeah. Because that's going to come up again. Oh, so stupid. Ending scene. I know things about doves. Pigeons. Pigeons. Okay. Hey, that's not that stupid. That was actually Clint's idea. It's like the third time he said it. (laughs) Yeah. It's boring by this time. Okay. Well, he's never said it about (laughs) pigeons. I know things about pigeons, Lily. That was originally just them like holding each other, looking mm-hmm. out from the memorial. Yeah. And later on, Eastwood's like, we got to throw something in there. And he improvised the line, uh, I bet you that brown pigeon flies up before the white one. How do you know that? I know things about pigeons, Lily. That was all Eastwood. <laughs> Made that up himself. I kind of like that line. There's a lot about this movie I don't like, and that's not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it made me giggle. I think I'd have been more okay with it if he said the white one was going to fly off first. 
Right, that was my problem with it too. It's, it's bullshit. The brown one's gonna fly off first. No, the only reason to say that is usually the white ones are the are the whichever one's the prettier birds. Usually, actually, no, I take that back. It I doesn't think we make sense. Take it back, yeah. yeah, it makes sense because I just thinking about it. The brown one's probably the female, so it's flying off first, just like she walked off first. What? Usually the birds, the females, are not the prettiest ones. The males are beautiful because they attract the females. I think you're reading into the line too much, and that's why you don't like you it. You apparently what know a lot more about birds than I do, and I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. <laughs> they go back to the apartment now that they realize they don't have a name to go off of, but everything's gone. Just that one picture. Right. I was like, that's you. Yeah. No shit. The one with the big red circle around it? Yeah. That looks good. I wonder if they had to spend $4 million to get his picture put on that. That's how he got in the Secret Service's ob- observation yeah. skills. <laughs> Figure that one out by yourself. <laughs> He's a jerk to everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Al could have lived. He could have lived the rest of his life with his family. There's one point where he's like, Tomorrow, I want you to. I'm, I'm resigning tomorrow, Frank. Yeah, there was only two people in that movie he wasn't really like shitty to. It was uh, the girl, the woman, and I forget, I forget his name in the movie. He was uh, he was in Frasier, the father. Yeah, yeah, Mahoney, John yeah. Mahoney. I, I don't know his name in the movie either, but he's like the head of the Secret Service. Right, right. Yeah, he's nice with him, and I, I think he's kind of <laughs> shitty with Renee Russo too, though. Like yeah, a couple times. There's that, a point where she. That's more like being mean flirtatious kind of yeah except for when he's like so female agent how many of you are there and she's like uh about 100 (laughs) you're just window dressing yeah (laughs) okay dude yeah that was a little rough on her (laughs) watching this one i just kept thinking about the clint eastwood arguing with the empty chair (laughs) (laughs) during the debates (laughs) had you seen that clip woman no there it was barack obama I think going against Mitt Romney and he was, he was part of Romney's campaign trail. And at one point he's up on stage in front of like this whole rally of, of Republicans and there's an empty chair there, stool. And he just starts arguing with it. Like it's Barack Obama sitting in it. He goes, let me ask you this Barack. And he just starts going off on this stool. And at one point, like he starts to lose it. Like he's losing an argument with an empty stool. So good. We have to watch that. (laughs) Am I being paranoid here, or is he busting my balls? He gets put on protection detail because he wants to be next to the president. He's right. afraid. And he requests it at this point. Yeah. We see him running alongside the car. Looks like he's going to die. Yeah, that's, that's good. Gasping. <laughs> yeah. The one jerk in the car just smiling at him. Yeah. Bill Watts. I don't blame him. He you have to like it. A- Butthead to him in the freaking he office. A comment yeah. later in the movie about that. And he's like, we're just there for show. Mm-hmm. He's like that, that. That limo could take a tank, a tank, a tank blast and still survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes a, a rocket to put a dent in that thing, and we're just out there for show. Yeah, I thought that was the funniest thing, and I was like, "Do they really do that? Putting all the cars on the planes to travel them?" And I guess I was like, "It makes sense." That's the I first mean, time I've ever seen it, and it makes perfect sense. It yeah. makes perfect yeah. sense because I was like. Trying to drive it across country. Yeah, trying to drive it across country, trying to make sure nobody got to it in between the president using it, having Mm. to check for bombs, having to like make sure no one cut your brake line. Like it makes so much sense. That stuff all works. Especially like when during at that hotel, like when we're setting up the last scene, 
they have the dogs <clears throat> going through the traveler's hotel room, mm-hmm. smelling the furniture. That all makes right. perfect sense. I'm sure that's some stuff they got from the Secret Service. Like yeah. they wouldn't have thought yeah. of that after the that one running with the car. He's he's taking his break. It just cuts to two EMTs running in to the <laughs> Secret Service office. Horgan had a heart attack. Yeah. Never disclosed who called them. No, I I could have sworn that the next phone call, Mitch or I guess Booth at this point was going to be like, yeah, that was me or something. Like, yeah, like yeah, it was him messing with him. But no, they just don't tell and you. He was watching through binoculars, saw him fall asleep. Called, yeah, yeah. Called an ambulance. <laughs> I liked all that. I liked that she's like, how do you know it wasn't a woman? Yeah, like, I don't know. I yeah, that was funny. Just because maybe, maybe she did. <laughs> yeah, because he was going in there like you should just be a secretary, and then she's like, well, I could have done that. Yeah. But that's where it should stop. You don't need to keep going with these two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She friggin' tosses them off of him. His face is so funny in that scene. Like his his mouth's open all weird. Like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Everybody just laughs. I mean, that's like the worst facial scene with him. And then the other one I felt so bad for was that poor woman, the bank teller, how she had to lay on the floor looking like that. I was yeah. like, your death scene does not look good. I'm sorry, honey. I have a problem with that scene. Just one? I have the whole problem with the whole thing on that. But. Well, I, I like it. I like that he has no witnesses. Like, he knows that could be a connection. Right. So he has to get rid of it. All because she's from Minneapolis. Yeah. Minnesota. And he just happened to pick that city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. But my problem is, why is that dog on a leash in the house? Yeah. <laughs> I had an issue with that, too. I've never... I've owned dogs my whole life. I've never had them on a leash in the house. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know which other one that I was... But it makes sense with that one. Remember when I was making you watch The Hoarders? Mm-hmm. And they had one house so bad, she had this poor dog on a leash with this only little bit of area it could walk yeah, around. Yeah. And that's the only other time I've seen a dog <laughs> tied up on a leash besides for this movie. <laughs> it just makes no damn sense. I, I thought it was a mistake the first time I watched it through. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they, they actually left a leash in. And I saw it on camera. No, that dog's on a leash in their house in the living room. It's yeah. so stupid. The only thing I think of is her roommate doesn't like it, and that's the they only probably, way she can keep it. Yeah. Probably kept it on a leash because Malkovich suggested killing the dog too he did he wanted to kill the dog too and they're like no that's too dark yeah. i don't know did he? yeah that's so sad <laughs> but makes sense for the character yeah it da- well no because he got oh, really upset right. at those guys at the lake when they killed the duck he yeah. was going to be okay with them and then they killed the duck and i don't shot know them. i think he was still going to kill those two probably yeah <laughs> just the way he acted because she found out he wasn't from minneapolis they showed up they see his of- plastic gun yeah that just that alone they're dead yeah yeah, but you could like his face. His face showed like more annoyance when they shot the duck. Yeah, like that's what turned him. Like he does have a weird moment. Like, hey, why'd you kill that bird? Yeah, asshole. Yeah, because <laughs> what was he shooting? He was shooting a little boat. One of his models. Control boat. Yeah. Wasn't there something about that boat too? Like there was a name on it or something that referred back to uh, if Kennedy's. You, if you go into the IMDb trivia, there's like, oh, the daughter of JFK married a man who had a boat that. Oh no no no! That's the name of the boat or something. Yeah, yeah. it's deep, dude. I don't know if the filmmakers went that far with it. Yeah, I don't know. Those IMDb trivia sometimes, man. They they make connections. <laughs> they make that, rabbit holes. Yeah. yeah, we see Booth working now at a new house. Because he's given up on that last apartment. Yeah. He had like four Can't or five places. There. Yeah. He's either in a plane, going somewhere, or in a new house. Or in <laughs> a, uh, what do you call it, 
storage facility. But he's he's in his workshop, and he's working on plastic bullets that we won't see him use. He doesn't use plastic bullets. Yeah, no. That was weird. I think he was trying to contemplate what was the best thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Because even in the scene, we see it didn't. It wasn't the right match to the metal bullet. Right. Mm-hmm. He closed this, that weird thing that's measuring it way more than he does on the metal bullet. Yeah, I think he was trying to do it and decided it wasn't worth it to do the rabbit. Yeah. That was better. I like that he's a model guy. Like they, they give those little hints of he likes to do models because then right. it makes sense he made the gun. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that must be how he's funding everything because you see all the little awards. Like, oh, $100,000 for the best model kit made in, in those right. magazines. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure, I was like, <clears throat> how are you out of a job and have all this money to yeah. do whatever he you want in writes so like many places? like $260,000 checks <laughs> to the the party, whatever political party the traveler is, we don't really find out. I was out. like, are you making counterfeit money? How are you doing yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he was a career CIA agent for years, I mean, who knows what kind of crooked stuff he might have done on the side, too. That's true. What was it? <laughs> Do they call it a sleeper seller? What do they call him? They call him a wet boy. Okay, yeah. so a wet boy. So they have to make tons of money because that's all he's doing is going killing people. Maybe, yeah, but they also burned him. Like, they tried right. to kill him. But that was only a year before. Right, but being in the CIA, he probably set up his own Swiss bank accounts. So yeah. They paid him and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep his, keep his money separate from where they couldn't access He's it. very capable at yeah. everything. Like, you would think maybe if he just gave up on this vengeance thing, he could probably have a very comfortable life. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I'm sure he has at least 50 birth certificates that he could use <laughs> just from working with them. Yeah. <laughs> Under lock and key. We get, I mean, I, we're skipping a couple phone calls. The phone calls are so fucking good. <laughs> I wish I just took notes of the entire dialogue of the phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the first three phone calls between Frank and Booth, Booth is completely calm and very soft-spoken. Right. He's saying things that are pissing Frank off, but he never loses his cool until that one phone call where now he knows his name and he brings up his friend. Right? Frank found out his name was Mitch Leary. Yeah. And he's like, i seen how you treat your friends. And yeah. that sets him off. What you couldn't see, what you definitely couldn't have seen in a photo. Yeah. And that when, when he gets mad, man, that is that's the scene that made me say Malkovich acts circles around Eastwood in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, and and in that scene, Wolfgang tries to talk about how how Eastwood acts. He's like, Yeah, I I told Malkovich to yell and get upset. And that's why you can see Eastwood acts different on the phone this time. I'm watching that scene back and I'm like, no, he well, he's the acting the same he, he always was a little has. more aggressive. Maybe like the way he was talking to him, he's a little. He more well, the, the rendezvous. Yeah, <laughs> I like. He always takes a moment. He's like, I want to take a moment to catch every, let everyone catch up that's joining us late in the program. Like he knows <laughs> whenever they're listening. Yeah. What about the guys tracing? Well, after the first phone call, you gotta assume. Yeah, that you're being listened to after that. What about the guys tracing the phone call? Yeah, those poor people. It cracked me up because it never works in movies. Every yeah. time the guy gets off the phone, he's like, "Did you get it? Yeah, it wasn't on long enough." Yeah. And this time, it, did you get it? Yeah. What? You got it the first try? That's crazy. (laughs) Of course it's not. No, certainly did not. (laughs) He rerouted it. Yeah. Maybe next time we don't break the door down with a SWAT team. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe tell the cops to stop banging down doors. (laughs) That poor couple just in that living room. (laughs) Sitting there on the couch in her underwear watching a movie. (laughs) How great would it have been if they were watching an old Clint Eastwood movie? 
Yeah, right? I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't in this one. That would have been great. He he goes on about the the interview he did talking about how the drinking ruined his family and how his wife left him and took his daughter. We if if he didn't say that in that line, I don't think we would ever would have known he had a daughter. Yeah. That is never brought up. Or a wife. Or a wife. I mean, the wife thing, yeah, you have an ex-wife. I, you just assume an old white guy has an ex-wife. <laughs> but a daughter and you, nothing. Nothing about you says you have a daughter. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the job just <clears throat> takes his life. Like he doesn't care about anything but that. Yeah. Which he does have that one little line about, oh, maybe I promised myself I'd never let the job get in between me and a woman. <laughs> they play that phone call back for the... What is that guy like the Well he offered he offered to quit for for her. Yeah. So stupid and out of character. <laughs> He's already, I mean, beyond retirement age, but <laughs> Jiminy's back. There's a cricket in the studio. Yay. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. About that line. You look good. Good enough to eat. When he says that to her, it feels so creepy and not chemistry. Yeah, it felt like I like on a dinner plate. And then she she walks him, she walks past him and he's like, then mm. she's rightfully like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Just wondering where you keep your gun. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Ew, dude, stop, please, yeah. please stop. It never works out really good when you have two people who are so much older than the other. Like uh, Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett oh, yeah. Johansson. Yeah, that was really awkward too. Yeah. <laughs> Same, I got the same vibe from that. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of watching this one. Would you care to dance? No. <laughs> Why would you dance? You're you're at this event. It's a state dinner. You're protecting the president. You care to dance? What kind of secret service shit is that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll just dance. Well, I think you just automatically knew she couldn't say yes anyway if she wanted to. Maybe they're not allowed to have any kind of relations with each other. They have that little scene on the elevator. He keeps following her. He's following her. It's so creepy. They make it on the elevator, but when the doors open, they're just totally not flustered. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like the stuff where he chase. But that being said, you need all that set up to have one of my favorite lines. I have to put all this shit back on. Yeah, <laughs> I love that <laughs> shit. That made me laugh. Yep, that's the most Clint Eastwood shit he could have said in that moment. <laughs> they, they they go to her hotel room and they're like dropping all their stuff, and we we the camera's down low, so we're just seeing like two handcuffs fall, two telescopic batons, yep. two radios, like a bunch of crap. They're dropping two, stuff for like guns a minute. And holsters. Yeah, yeah. And then they're on the bed, and she gets a phone call. Of course. Oh, you need you to blah 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 blah. Oh, I gotta go down there. Damn it, Lily. <laughs> now I gotta put all that shit back on. Yeah. It'd be funnier if we just see her rush out. But we was, see I her. think that was like the one funny thing in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of gets stepped on because we see her picking up all her stuff, trying to get to the bathroom Not and dropping him. it. Yeah. yeah. So like, if we didn't see that, if we just saw her just kind of rush out and rush away, then he said that to, yeah. to remind us about all that stuff that fell down, it would be funnier. <laughs> but I don't know. They kind of step over it when they show her trying to pick up her stuff first. Yeah. I don't think it would have made great cinema watching him fumble across the room in his boxers. No. <laughs> it would have definitely made the line better. <laughs> I do appreciate sometimes that they don't show as much skin in the older movies. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't. They didn't. They they, they I'm surprised they didn't because they this. really thought it was okay to have this relationship. <laughs> she is like visibly twenty nine, <laughs> yeah. and he is visibly sixty five years old. Yeah, it's kind of like my favorite one with uh, my cousin Vinny. What was it? Uh, 
made me feel a little fucking good with the picture of my my backside. <laughs> yeah. I had a problem with that one and no you one did. else did. Yeah. I kept calling her his daughter and everybody's like, whatever, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> I was more okay with that one just because I think I saw that one so yeah, much I when I was were, younger. They were closer in age than these two were. And I like their <laughs> chemistry better in that movie uh, than yeah, I did in this. They had yeah, chemistry. Sure. They, their, their ages didn't match up at all, yet no. they had a chemistry there. Yeah. That's what chemistry looks like. Not in this one. <laughs> no. I, I liked how they played off each yeah. other. We get... Uh, Malkovich, like it's weird because you're rooting for for Frank to stop this guy, but then whenever we get scenes with Malkovich, we're rooting for him. <laughs> I am at least. I'm, like when he's at the bank and dealing with that woman, I'm like, is she some kind of plant? She is asking too many questions. Yeah, he's gonna kill this lady. <laughs> but you want you want him to get as close as he can. That kind of bugged me. I mean, it just, the, when he showed up at her house, why why did she not like immediately call the cops? Yeah. She, he gets too much time. I think she was attracted to him in the bank, and yeah. that's why she was asking him the questions. Even still, this weirdo just followed you home from work. Yeah. He just met you the same day, and he's following you to your home. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> somebody asked me, did I tell somebody? I'm going to say, yeah, I told like three people at the bank. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say, no, I didn't tell anyone. That's a question that should set off some red flags. Yeah. But he does kind of play. I don't know if it's just Malkovich being as natural as he is. But when he's like, "Sorry, I don't do this a lot. I'm new in town." I, I like she even catches him. He's like, "Oh, I looked you up in the. I'm not in the phone book. Oh, you got me. I just followed you home." Yeah. But the way he says it, I almost can see where she's still. Because then he follows it up with, "I wanted to take you to dinner." I don't know. I, I know it's creepy. You, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yet the way he plays it off, it almost gets it gets him in the door. Yeah. She lets him in. Then the roommate shows up and he realizes, I got to kill two people. Because he looks at <laughs> yeah. that picture, he sees just as a dog. I think that's when he decides he's going to do it. Yeah. Because there's no obviously no family at home. The room, the phone rings, the roommate goes to answer it. So cute. German Shepherd wearing the big red bow <laughs> in the picture. <laughs> Luckily, so the German Shepherd makes it. I don't think the German Shepherd makes it. I think he does kill it off screen. <laughs> yeah. In my movie. After that Speaking scene, of my movie, Bob Bob said his version he watched was like two hours and 40 minutes. What I showed you. Yeah. It was longer, and I don't understand why. I don't know what you saw that I didn't. But, all right, I watched, the first version I watched, I, I had the same problem I usually do, where the audio is real quiet. I couldn't yeah. hear half the phone conversations. <clears throat> then I found it on this app on my Xbox called Pluto, and the audio was great on there. But- it seemed like the movie was like a half hour longer. Was there commercials? I think that might be counting for the commercials. Okay. That would make sense. Because our copy was two hours and eight minutes. Yeah. That's probably what it was. I don't know. Well, it always depends on, did you get the version that they wanted for TV or did you get the version that they wanted for the movies? Because they always have different things they might cut out or put in. Yeah. If it was, it didn't say it when I was watching it. I found it on Blu-ray. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> was that the one we found for like a dollar? A dollar. No, well, no. We paid $8.49 for this Blu-ray, but it was buy one, get two free. So we got yeah. this Blu-ray and then two other Blu-rays for $8.49. <laughs> so I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff at the bank, though, when, when she is catching him and lies is so great. His face, when he's getting things wrong. Yeah. You could see him getting visibly upset. Ask about he, his high school. Yeah, he, he and he cut her off after that, and he's like, "Well, I'm really late. I, I you know, I yeah. got an appointment to be. Can we can we speed this up?" 
And then he saw that she was annoyed by it, so he started get, trying to get back on her good side again. Yeah, you're very nice way about you. Yeah. Very pleasant <laughs> way about you. See, if I knew she said that she was from there, I would have been just like, I moved there at this age. I'm not sure what the high school was. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would have gotten out of that. No, she wanted. She was like, what was that high school on third? Oh, no, no, no. All right, let's just stop. Stop. <laughs> it's so hard. No one should lie. But if they're going to lie, they stay as close to the truth as possible. <laughs> you don't divert. Yeah. I love that line later on, though. He's like, none of this makes sense. There's no, the good will be rewarded and the bad will be punished. Yeah. Sometimes you die because you're from Minneapolis. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's so true with this movie. <laughs> that's so gruesome when he kills those two. He snaps both their necks. Yeah. And, and the sound effects is so wild. <laughs> Which ultimately, it didn't really help him anyway because they still tracked him through that he, same bank. That's how they tracked him, yeah. <laughs> but that was only because he lost the stupid note that he wrote himself underneath mm-hmm. the bed because yeah. they and actually tracked to, him with the phone. He tried to get him to go a different way with it. He's like, no, that's, you're barking up the wrong tree. That's, don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're still worrying about that. Yeah. I mean, that was his one mistake he made caught back to him. That and leaving fingerprints on that car. Yeah. Yeah. Which didn't help because the that's so stupid. That was my other problem with the movie. The CIA not letting them Yeah. Know. The CIA not letting the Secret Service know that there's an assassin hunting the president. Right. Why? That's the dumbest thing. <laughs> it suits well, we can't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> that made absolutely zero sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Because it's their mistake. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a we can't let them know about that. Yeah. yeah. That's not how that works. If it's a threat to the and, president. And the way they were describing him as, as an assassin, it's like, yeah. oh, that's putting it lightly. He was more of a predator. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to understand, this is the most dangerous person in the country. But we couldn't <laughs> tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like Rambo on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> I love their voicemail after they're dead, though. Like, we get... Yeah. <laughs> that he snaps both their necks. Oh, yeah. They're gone. Dog's freaking out. And someone calls, and the voicemail picks up, and it's like... This is Lori and Samantha, and we're out having a great time. (laughs) I thought the other part was stupid, too. When he went to the bank to check out the records to figure out that was a count on it. When they tell him that she was killed, I would have been like, can I have everything from the last two days? Well, he don't pull everything, just everything from the he, last. Yeah, two days. he asked for everything in the last six months. Yeah, that which takes is a so lot. Yeah. much time. Like, what about the last well, day all, she worked? What accounts, accounts did she have for the next six months? Yeah, that probably wasn't a whole lot. That's true. Did you see some of the? I, obviously, it was so quick on the screen, but I, I, I paused it and wrote down some of the companies that they listed on there. Oh yeah, just I, I like when they add new companies or they make up companies. <laughs> I think everyone likes there it when a, there's a phone parts. number at some point that they found in in one of his places, and you know that phone number was actually the actual real phone number for Sony Studios. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found something about uh, the ukulele phone number. Yeah. That if you if you actually dialed it in '93, oh, it was yeah. the t- date and time weather California. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when you, when they're scrolling through the companies on the computer of like the newest accounts in the past six months. One of them is Little, Little Trucker Company, <laughs> Lamp Heaven, Oliver's Records Incorporated, Idea Pro Inc., and Alpine Sound, which is so close to Alpine, which is, I think, a sound stereo thing. Yeah. But I liked Little Trucker Company and Lamp Heaven. Lamp Heaven. <laughs> I started in my head wondering, like, I wonder 
how those commercials are. Yeah. <laughs> Lamp heaven. Just a giant works. A giant Walmart sized store that just sells lamps. <laughs> That's lamp heaven. Or lamp hell. That's lamp hell. Dang it. Wrote my notes backwards. That's what, This is what you get for it. Yeah. <laughs> Books are meant to be turned one way. Pages are meant to be turned a certain way. <laughs> I love that shot of him practicing putting the gun together with his eyes closed. Oh, yeah. Setting up that he's going to do it with his eyes. And then he screwed it up in the end. Oh, man. <laughs> so stressful. He drops that bullet. And that's what I'm talking about. We're like, we're kind of rooting for him, too. When yeah. he drops that bullet, you're hoping he gets it. <laughs> like, I'll get that bullet. What was the scene that I kept screaming? I wish they would. he killed them all. There was a scene. All the ducks? No. <laughs> All the people, because he made me so pissed. Oh, it was when they made um, Frank leave, and he was, had to get sent back. And I was like, I just want him to kill everyone there now, because yeah. they're being such an asshole to Frank about yeah. trying to keep the president safe. I was like, kill them all! Yeah, she got so <laughs> mad that they sent Frank home that she wants the bad guy to kill all of them. Who is it? The, <laughs> the president's chief of staff? Is he the one? He's the jerk, yeah. He keeps calling him Harry. Yeah, he's the one with that uh, that ran away. Yeah, when they when they thought there was a gunshot, that yeah, one time. Yeah, it was so funny. And that was the other scene afterwards. He was like, "You're the only one that looked like a coward." Yeah, <laughs> see him ducking by himself behind stage. He is being so unprofessional with that guy, though. He's yeah. calling him Harry, yeah. telling him he looked like a coward, <laughs> crapping all over him. That guy takes a lot of shit before he finally is like, "Get this guy out of here." I don't like <laughs> yeah. him anyway. Yeah, we cut to Booth. Getting ready to call Frank again, but he's got this huge plate of spaghetti, yeah. and he, he just puts this huge thing of spaghetti in his mouth. Like it's comically huge. <laughs> this plate of spaghetti. Did you, did you guys catch that? Yeah. I don't think I did. He's watching the news, eating spaghetti, and it's just this plate the size of a tire, <laughs> full of spaghetti. He was hungry. Maybe hungry. Frank was making him run around to do stuff. Yeah. Not used to all this work. <laughs> I get amused with him always saying, told you you should have gotten in shape. Yeah, you should be in shape for duty like that. He's looking <laughs> out for him. I almost hated that he tries to kill him in the elevator. Yeah. I don't know. The way that it's going through, it's almost like he really is starting to like Frank. Why was he asking him about suicide? It didn't seem fitting for that scene. Yeah, he's like, how do you feel unless, about Unless he was going to kill himself. That's what the idea was. He wanted. To, he didn't want to go alone. He's going to kill him and kill himself. Oh. Uh. And, but I love that line from Clint, though. Well, I'm not much for it, but if you want to kill yourself, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you want to blow your own damn head off, go ahead. I don't know. For having a huge amount of people and having to have the president up, and there's not like a lot of things in between the president and the people, I don't understand if you have to decorate something with balloons, why you wouldn't make it where people can't reach them easy. I know. Because that seems <laughs> That's gotta like, happen a lot. Bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Because <laughs> that seems like something's not him acting out of, what's the best word? Like, that doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like he's being ridiculous to call those gunshots. Yeah. And they filmed that well, where he, you know he's sick. You got him the, the the camera spinning as all those pictures are taken. All the people are around right. him everywhere. Yeah, you can understand how he would make that mistake. I didn't catch the first time I watched it that it was actually uh, um, Booth doing it. Yeah, yeah. he was popping yeah. it on him on yeah, the purpose. campaign pin. Yeah, afterward you see him just playing with the pin. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's a cat and mouse 
And Frank feels his eyes on him the whole time. Like, he knows mm-hmm. he's there. Yeah. He called that he was there, which was kind of dumb. He's, he's over the radio as they're walking in. He's like, uh, I think I think Booth's here. <laughs> okay, I thought you couldn't identify him. You didn't see him. No, just call it a hunch. All right, well, <laughs> your psychic powers aside, we're going to follow the plan then. I know things. Yeah. About stuff. Like, what did you expect them to do when you said that over the radio? Okay, let's turn it all off. I get yeah. it. I absolutely get it. But I mean, that's why we have a sense. Like, that's why our hair stands up on end when something's happening. We might not know for sure, but our just our intuition for wanting to stay alive, you get feelings. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> our hair stands up on end when we get nervous because we used to have quills. <laughs> like a porcupine. Yeah, no. we could shoot them. <laughs> I know, man. I, there's either a murderer in that room or I have gas. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> it's my sense. <laughs> it's probably the gas. But anyway, my point gas. is don't decorate with balloons when you have to yeah. protect somebody. <laughs> it sounds like gunshots. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I like that because this is all going on during like an election. So this is like right. the last campaign run that the president can do. Right. Needs his last five yeah. points. And then they keep track of it through the news and everything throughout the movie. We're keeping track. It's like, oh, he's nine points behind. He's five points behind. Now he's got three points to get ahead. That's and, cool to keep us abroad of that. And what was it? He had it was a tour of 12 states within a certain amount of time. Right. And Booth had <laughs> to go from what is the open-ended ticket? There's no return ticket. It's not a, right? It's not like a there and back ticket. Isn't that what he's... But he was saying he might have to make different stops in the way. So is that where he keeps know. stopping and going? And I don't know. I've only ticket... flown twice in my whole life and I never got a special ticket for it. <laughs> I never, I didn't understand that term phrase. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah, he, I'm not sure. The only thing that's really popping into my head is that you don't have to return to a certain specific date. Maybe. I'm sure it's a normal thing. If we flew yeah. more, we'd probably know what yeah. it was. Yeah. I was on planes a few times, but I was it was when I was way younger. Yeah, me too. I was under the age of 18 both yeah. times I flew. So so if anyone knows what that is, please tell us. We'd yeah. like to know. <laughs> what an open, open-ended airline ticket is. Right. <laughs> That's what gets Frank kicked off. That and, of course, talking all that smack to the... Yeah, it didn't help that he pissed him off to begin yeah. with. But. Should have just apologized. <laughs> I'm not going to go apologize. Or just kept his mouth shut. Definitely should have <laughs> kept his mouth shut. I've worked in a form of law enforcement for three years. And man, if I'm wrong, or if, if I feel like that my superior is wrong, you won't hear me saying a damn thing. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there and nod my head. I'm not going to argue with someone that's just going to straight up fire me. It's the hardest thing to learn <clears throat> growing up. When to shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Frank back at his bar playing piano. A great shot of uh, Booth behind him, right behind him, looking yeah. at him through the glass, putting his head on the glass. <laughs> like he's as obsessed with him as he is the president at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't take him long to research who this guy was. Yeah. <laughs> his first phone call to him was, oh, talking about JFK. Yep. <laughs> Now that you're involved, this this ups the ante. And then the next phone call, he's like, I'm watching your movie. <laughs> and he's watching the assassination of JFK. Yep. We get some weird stuff, though. When uh, he, he offhand, like, just off the cuff, tells his partner who disappears for 40% of this movie 
to look up model like model collectors and, and creators yeah. in, in L.A. to see if there's anything about him. And he does, apparently, off screen and then c- comes back to him like, you're a genius. They, they, We found something. We have to fly to L.A. because they're in Washington, D.C. Right. Fly to L.A. to talk to this guy about he met with Mitch or, or he, he, he remembers this guy. So they fly to L.A. and the whole conversation with this guy is, you should go to Phoenix. Talk to Walter. So they fly to Phoenix. Like, why did they go to L.A.? It's it's a two-hour and eight-minute movie that could have been an hour and 47 minutes at this point. That guy's just a phone call away. Yeah. (laughs) He pulled the gun out from the back of his wheelchair. Yeah. Hey, oh, take it easy. (laughs) You see this wheelchair? It's $10,000. Mitch bought it for me. How do you go and pull a gun out in front of Secret Service agents? And arguably pointed at <laughs> and them. And just wave it around. Yeah, yeah it, it, it gets pointed at them. <laughs> Same thing with those hunters when they walk up on Booth. They, they, his gun is pointed at them. Yeah. People have no f- pistol safety, firearm safety in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no. They finally track Mitch back. Now they know his name is Mitch Leary. And they track him to his house. His house. Right. The one that's all overgrown and dilapidated. They, they yeah. bust in. Clint, uh, Frank breaks the window like up above him. Above Frank's head, he breaks a window. Yeah. And I'm making a point that he breaks the window above his head because that's how he gets in. And then while he's in there, the guy puts the gun to his head. It's a, it's a CIA guy, but we don't know that yet. It's just some stranger in the house. Right. And here comes Al, like through a doggy door. He comes <laughs> through on the floor. We saw Frank break the window above his head. And here comes crawling through Al. Well, how I took it. That he broke the thing above so he could unlock the bottom and crawl through the window. Uh, That's maybe. how I took it. I just it. like that fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> we get that line from Al about how he's resigning the next day because after what happened in Phoenix and he's been having nightmares about that boat with a bag over his head. Yeah. And like, good, man. You you need to resign. You're not going to make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got Frank just, no, I need you. Stay. They got counselors. I've been going to one. <laughs> I yeah, felt I so see, bad for him. You can see Frank going to counselors. No, yeah. Why would he? And then he goes, enough with this cockamamie. What did he say? Yeah. No, not on that. You can draw on this. You can draw on this. I like that line, what do you see at night when the demons come in the dark? Yeah. They, they hit that twice. The first time it's Malkovich saying it to... Eastwood. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second time Eastwood says it to Malkovich, I see you standing over another dead president. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> I have a rendezvous with death. So does the president. And so do you if you get too close. You have a rendezvous with my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, was a really great line there. <laughs> what's, what's that mean, Frank? <laughs> that next day, they have that rooftop chase and Al, Al gets shot. In the head. Yeah, it was so not gruesome. A couple times. Yeah, I was wondering if he felt guilty. No, it doesn't he, seem that way at all. I was wondering yeah. though. I was like, does he feel guilty at all? He literally made him stay. Yeah, he definitely should have let him resign. Yeah, I don't know how he got shot. He was already aiming at him. <laughs> yeah, as soon it, as he it started seemed to like, lift his gun up, he should have just pulled the trigger right there. And and according to the sound effects and, and the way it plays out, it looks like Al shoots him twice before he gets shot. Yeah. Didn't make much sense. No, you just missed, <laughs> missed, missed, missed. <laughs> They're setting up the final event. Right. Mitch is getting his, this this time he's like a 
yuppie, four-eyed businessman. Yep. How much did they say those plates were? It was high. Plates. Yeah, to sit there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it, like 4000 And something? they do that. It's a real yeah. thing. They have like $10,000 plates so that they only have the most powerful people at the event. Yep. <laughs> That's just crazy. I that better be imagine. some good food. It better be <laughs> yeah. the best food I ever tasted in my life. <laughs> We've actually cloned Gordon Ramsay. For the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got that scene with Mitch in the hotel room. He's getting ready and he's shirtless and he's got his gut all sticking out. He's slapping it. I just wrote, Mitch is pregnant. <laughs> this is the one thing he said that he hated about filming this movie was all the running. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. He said he didn't. He didn't exercise. He didn't do anything. He said he just laid his cigarettes down for a few minutes <laughs> before, before the scene. Malcolm said that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I thought that scene was absolutely funny because that's the first scene where you really see that he's like overweight and he keep, yeah. kept yelling at him yeah, through the whole thing. He needed yeah. to be fit. He didn't plan on doing it again anytime in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really something he's known for. You don't think of Malkovich and think of like action scenes. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the most action was the Three Musketeers. Yeah, he's really good in that. You, yeah. you forget everything he's in. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah he's he been is in, a lot in of that. Stuff, yeah. And that was tons of action. I'll never understand being John Malkovich. He's awesome. Yeah, that is, I love that movie. He's awesome. Really weird I, I don't movie. know why I like it. It's so <laughs> weird. But I mean, where yeah. they're going into his yes. brain somehow. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah, and he's playing himself, controlling him or something. Yeah. I don't think I ever got all the way through that movie. It's, it's tough. Not fast. Yeah. It's <laughs> It's tough and it makes no sense. Yeah. That's probably why I tuned out halfway through. <laughs> So somebody walks up behind Mitch when he's like trying to sign in, grabs him and is like, you're with me. Yeah. I don't understand. Because when you think of stage acting, you think of someone on stage really far away. So like you, you think their arms are moving, they're getting louder, they're, all these big things. But with Malkovich, he does all this stuff with his face that you wouldn't be able to see in an audience. Yeah. But, but- like when he grabs him by the back, he, his eyes go wide. Like I'm caught. Yep. <laughs> and then, but it's it's the because he donated. It's the same thing with Vincent Price and who's the other one that I really love from Harry Potter. Alan Rickman. Him, yeah. 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 All of them do it, and yeah. I love it so much. He pulls him to the side. You're with me. We're going up to like the executive suite or something. They go up that elevator, and he makes that comment. It's funny because you can see Malkovich mouthing the line before the other actor says it. <laughs> oh yeah, because the other actor says "beautiful view." But before he says it, Malkovich is like, like, really? he, like, he, like he's helping he's him, him out. Like, you're wow. supposed to say something here. <laughs> Which is, Eastwood's known for the one take thing. Yeah. Like, when he's directing, you don't get multiple takes of your scene. You, right, you do yeah. it, and we're moving on. Yeah. But Wolfgang said in this one that Clint Eastwood doesn't memorize his lines. Oh, really? So he has a hard time when he has long. Oh, I mean, he is over at this point in his movie career. He's over sixty now, so I mean, I don't uh, remember him ever having he... real long dialogue in any movie. He doesn't, and yeah, most of if his... your job is actor, that I'm sorry, that's part of it. You're yeah. supposed to be able to remember things. Most of his stuff is like one liners. Yeah. <laughs> so he was having an issue when he had long lines of dialogue. Yeah, and. Just the fact that the director said that shows it must have been a problem. Yeah. Because if not, why would you mention that? Yeah. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> I got a note here. I don't know. It just says Clint Eastwood's ears are weird. <laughs> so do with that what you will. <laughs> Pam Magnus was the name of the teller at the bank. 
okay. I liked Magnus as a name, so I wrote that down. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. It sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> this time is his his uh disguise is Jim Carney. That's yeah. the one that supposedly owns Microspan. Oh yeah, yeah. I got annoyed his, with that. His cover to get into the event. Yeah. Because the one that you were just talking about, he told him his line to say when he gets pulled aside to look at all the pictures of Malkovich in different dress and in different things. Yeah. He like took no time to look at it at all. He's looking at him within seconds, and he could not get it. No, yeah. It like I love me. Did you when when Frank pokes in to say something to the guy? And he's sitting there with Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. And you see Mitch's face. He's like turns to say something. And then all of a sudden Frank's like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And his eyes get all wide. <laughs> he's right yeah. behind me. He walks away and the guy's like, who was that? And he's, uh, that was a Secret Service agent. Yeah. <laughs> this is when Traveler requests that he's taken off. Yeah, because he took the bellboy. The bellboy thing. That was yeah. so stupid. Why'd he do that? It was so stupid. Yeah, I don't know. He turns the guy around, and you're just supposed to look at his face, and he knees him in the nuts. <laughs> on front of TV. Because on they TV. Had- <laughs> yeah. Doesn't apologize. He's just like, carry on. <laughs> he gets into the event. Oh, he he, he already met at the bank and right. got the then the facts to him, the last accounts in the last six months. Mm-hmm. He goes over it, looks for a name that matches what was on the approved list, list of people. Seating chart. Yeah. yeah. Bus in, B- Bill Watts. What are you doing here? I want a seating chart. And you just give him a seating chart. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank God, but yeah, still really. weird that he just gave it to him what he wanted. <laughs> I felt like at this point they were going to be thinking he was the one going after the president because I was schizo. He was yeah. Like he was well, that taxi that he's in, that taxi driving around the corner all crazy, fishtailing, and then pulls up in front of all these Secret Service vehicles. Arr! And he runs out. Yeah. You think there was man? I dream of the day that either a cop or secret service agent or an FBI agent gets in my car and it's like, go fast, forget the laws. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, okay, <laughs> I, that must have been so this. fun. I, I almost want to be a taxi driver just for the opportunity for a cop to jump in, throw me a badge, and be like, go. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't happen in real life that often. I feel like Family Guy just hit the radio, fucking. <laughs> no, it can't happen often. It doesn't happen at all. But I dream of the day. Just get stopped in a traffic light. Yeah. I feel like the closest you'll ever get to that is if you decide to go out for a job for a like emergency driver and you don't want Yeah, I'll end up in some ethra. No, whatever does happen, I'll just tell you get out and take yeah, yeah. your car. <laughs> Follow that car. Yeah. Had the best day today. <laughs> Immediately hit a fire hydrant break a tooth out yeah so he he's in the the dinner now mitch sees him and he's still trying to get the gun ready stands mm-hmm. up this is the we've never seen him have a problem yelling the word gun but he's no. running over to the to the try to stop the bullet and he's like gun yeah and now you can't yell out of breath again yeah out of breath still sick <laughs> I like to have somebody else say the line. You're just getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Usually it's always the guy saying, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. He jumps, shields, gets, takes the bullet, but he's wearing a vest. I like that line too. Man, when he takes that bullet and everybody starts rushing the president out, do you notice Bill Watts like 
slams a dude in the kitchen through the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt like they were linebackers. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to get the president out, and they're not like, excuse me, move, make a hole. They're just like, excuse me, and then slams the guy into like a metal door head first. Like grabs him by the head and like slams him into a door. It's like, oh my God. I'd be pissed. That would be the guy I end up being in the movie. Not the guy that's like, drive. Yeah. It'd be the guy that gets slammed into a doorway when trying to move donuts. <laughs> that was a weird decision, I thought, that he pulls up, that uh, Mitch grabs Frank and brings him. Like, yeah. I don't know why he decided to do that. That didn't. I don't see how that fits into his plan. You'd think he would still be trying to get to the president, but now he's, yeah. now he's just wanting him. Right. He he's throws mad. him in the elevator. He says, that's a nice shield. <clears throat> Broke my damn ribs. Sorry, I wasn't aiming at you. <laughs> And that's and then it, this is where I'm, I'm going to kill you now and then kill myself. Yeah, that sucks. That's not how this movie needed to end. But I guess it's a psychopath, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, I like that that he still has the earpiece. Yeah, so oh, Mitch yeah. starts breaking the lights in the elevator because he doesn't want the snipers to be able to see in this glass elevator. Right. And while he's doing that, Frank puts the earpiece back in, so now he can communicate with the rest of the team. Right. So he he Frank or Mitch is talking to him. He's like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you and then shoot myself. And but he's also talking on the earpiece, so they're hearing him. And he's like, take the shot. Frank's like, well, or Mitch is like, I'm gonna, but before I do, I want to ask you one question. <laughs> Just take the damn shot. Okay, Frank. <laughs> and then he realizes. Yeah, when he told him to hit high. Yeah, or so shoot stupid. high. So stupid. Take the shot, but aim high. No shit. We all saw you on the ground and him standing there with a gun. <laughs> we were going to shoot it at your feet. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't just shoot the glass out to begin with. Just aim at the very top edge of the glass, break the glass, then you can see him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they have night vision goggles. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that helps through glass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Never owned any. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have binoculars. <laughs> Used to. <laughs> but then he decides not to take Frank's hand. Their role reversal. Yeah, he he gets knocked out of the elevator. Uh, Mitch does. Mm-hmm. He's hanging there, and Frank's like, "Take my hand, or you'll die." You're gonna save me, Frank. I don't want to. I'd rather not, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it's my job. I have yeah. to. <laughs> it's not your job. Well, <laughs> that was weird to me that he said that. But it's my job. But no, your job is protecting the president, not protecting the person trying to kill the president. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure they're not supposed to just take out people. Yeah. Unless you're working in a kitchen moving donuts. In which case, I'm going to slam your skull into this freezer. (laughs) He drops, falls to his death. Everybody cheers. Mm -hmm. We cut back to Rene Russo Russo and Clint in in his apartment. Which we had that I wouldn't bring her to my apartment if it looked like that. Well, we had them walking out first. He's like, why are you retiring? Well, I'm too old to protect the president. Now I can't do undercover work. Thank to you guys putting yeah. my face all Plastered over. Plastered my face all over the country, so I'm not much good for undercover work. Yeah. Then the voicemail plays. It's time to retire anyway, man. <laughs> yeah, I love that last voicemail. I love that they. I almost wish they leave sooner. Yeah, because he's doing this whole like. By this time, I'm dead, or the president's dead, or you're dead. I don't know how it played out. I don't know what your life's gonna be, but it's like this last message from Mitch. Right. To Frank and I just wish they just walked out like thirty <laughs> seconds sooner. Just like just cut the message off. Yeah, it just irritated me that he didn't just turn off, turn it off. Yeah, like, well, he not- literally left his apartment. Yeah, like that made me annoyed. Like you're gonna let him control your life even more, so you're gonna leave your apartment. You just got there. That's what I think. When he walks out and doesn't turn it off, it's showing that he isn't letting him control him at all. 
It's like, whatever, just play your shit. I took it the opposite way. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Either or. Then we get that last scene at the Abraham, or the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. The pigeons. Mm -hmm. Finn. Favorite scenes? Mine's just when he's across the street from him, when he's has that. That's my absolute favorite. Scene. I love that. That's yeah. a, he's actually playing the disguise. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. see that a lot. Usually, he's just being John Malkovich in a disguise. But in that point, he's like playing the weird, mm-hmm. drugged yeah. out dude. Yeah, got his own music in his own head. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was really good. Freaking jumps into that car. Mm-hmm. I like their discussion on the rooftop when he's hanging off. That's like good. That a lot too. That's a good scene. it's weird because it has nothing to do with the story at all, but my favorite scene, I think, is on the boat. I love that shit in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. I don't know. I think you two mentioned my favorites already. Yeah. (laughs) Least favorite, I mean, it's going to be a lot of that relationship between him and Lily. 100%. I, I don't like their scene on the plane. I don't like their scenes at the bar. It didn't need to be... I didn't like the president's room when he walks in. He's chucking near the windows again. Again, like, the moment they I, needed together for no reason. Well, I don't feel like he shouldn't even been able to get up to like the floor where yeah. they weren't sure who it was. She had to look over. Like I thought that was stupid. Yeah, we got someone going into traveler's room. All right, well, let's just send someone slowly up there. Yeah. <laughs> I give it about a seven. I'm at eight. Yeah, I'm probably around eight too. It's a. Uh, it's not one people talk about a lot. I think it holds up. The blue screen stuff's silly. Yeah. It's super visible. If you're one of those listeners that just kind of listen to every episode, whether you've seen the movie or not, I would say check this one out for sure. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah. It's a good one. It's my first time seeing it. Even so. if you're not a huge Clint Eastwood fan, which right. I'm arguably not. I've seen a couple of his I films. can't stand his movies most <laughs> of the time. I, I really liked this one, and he's a good part of it. When, when, when he's... You didn't like that hotel scene when they're in there, but he does kind of go over the fact that what, he talks about the assassination, yeah. what's been troubling him. He's like, you know, that first shot went off. I thought it was a firecracker. And I looked at him and I knew he'd been hit and I should have reacted, but I just couldn't believe it. And I didn't react. And he's like going, he starts to actually tear up and his mouth's quivering. He's like, if I could have just taken like, that last shot and died, that would have been okay with me. Yeah. It's like second guessing everything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, 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 it's the most, Acting I've seen him do since fighting with that stool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him in one of the newer movies he's been in. Gran Torino was great. Gran Torino. How old is he now? He's got to be 103. Like, <laughs> yes, he's got to be like 90 something. He's still acting? <laughs> Go him. Yeah. He's got a movie coming out this year or, next, or early next year. That's awesome. He just came out with Cry Macho. That's the one. Yeah. All the crowd shots that they didn't take from, uh, like rallies, yeah. ones they had to make themselves, like the one where 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 he does call gun and it wasn't a gun, it was the guy popping the balloons. Mm-hmm. Those they'd have like forty pe- forty extras, and they copied them up the thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they like <laughs> wow. double their own audience. If you look closely, you see the same person. A yeah, bunch of times. yeah. <laughs> Clint actually picked Wolfgang Peterson to direct this one. I saw that. Yeah. Didn't he work with him once, once before or something? No, it's the first time. Really? He picked him off of the stuff he liked. <laughs> well, if you like what you heard, you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We put episodes out every two weeks on Wednesday. The Instagram is Movies Against. Twitter, Movies Against. Our email, if you have anything you want to say to us, is moviesagainsttime at gmail.com. If there is any little interference, 
our our little girl has been with us for a little bit, so we apologize. <laughs> That's why Bob said all those cuss words. Oh yeah, Look, teaching. <laughs> it's world building. Yeah. And stay tuned for our next episode. I'm just kidding. Well, I don't know if we'll ever be to the point where we can say what we're watching next. We used to. In the very beginning, we did a couple times. Did we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were probably wrong. Yeah, that probably didn't work because <laughs> there's so many times where I have to like on the fly call an audible and put something else out. Yeah. Until next time, you have a rendezvous with my ass, motherfucker. Mm-hmm.